the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmett. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today for the Monday edition. It's a gorgeous day out there. Just fabulous. Hope that uh, you get the opportunity to go out and enjoy the sunshine. Because it looks like uh, as the week goes on, we'll take a little turn. Kath, good to see you as well. Um, happy um, light bulb day. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I celebrated <laughs> by uh, going around to each one of my um, wait, what do you, halogen bulbs that I have in my house. Yeah. And hating on them. Why? Because I don't like halogen bulbs. I'm an incandescent fan. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe we've all been roped into this. We surely have. So on this date in 1879, Thomas Edison applies for the patent for his incandescent light. Now, look, we lived very happily for many, many years. I love incandescent light. Me too. The, the glow, the warmth. The warmth. Mm-hmm. What is the deal? We have just, I mean, I understand that we want to be conscious of how much energy we're using. Sure, sure. But we have sold our artistic soul without even blinking. Mm-hmm. And now we're surrounded by bulbs that make us look like we should be in a surgical room. <laughs> they are. It is really a harsh look, isn't it? I mean, they're dark. I mean, they're they're, they're so kind of cold and in your face. They are awful. Yeah. And I love when mm-hmm. people say, oh, but you can get warm ones. Mm-hmm. Well, just make them warm to begin with. How about we, can't we just decide to yeah. make them warm? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't stand it. And Here's when I'm I in like. a public place, how about like a huge room, some historic room? Mm-hmm. And they're mucked up with halogen Just bulbs. rough, yeah. What's going on? But the thing that, to me, despite all that, which is primary, the the the, uh, the coldness of the light, the ugliness of the light, they were also sold to us, these new bulbs, as lasting forever at a discount, right? Because they're, the bulbs right. are much more expensive. Right, so you're going to pay $30 for sure. one or 18 But or don't whatever. worry. That'll last for the next 15 right. years. Yeah. That's not true. That That is is not not happening. No, it's not happening. I was in the middle of a conversation with my daughter last night in our living room. Bulb went out? Bulb went out. Mm -hmm. I said I had a great idea, but now it's gone. Mm, Yeah, the decades have flown by since you put that bulb in. And do we really know what the halogen bulbs are going to do to the environment when we put them in the ground? Or did we just not think of that? I don't know. know. Anyway, so we celebrate Thomas Edison today. You know, um, when you point to one guy who was sort of like the... The pinnacle of changing us from horse and buggy or the you know pre-industrial uh, explosion. This is the guy, Thomas the Edison. Man. He really is. Yeah. Now there are many people who would say um, uh, Thomas Edison, you know, trumped other people's ideas and like Nikola Tesla. It was not an originator. But the fact of the matter is, it's a very deep, very complex story. But without Thomas Edison and that drive, that ambition, that vision, right? For more than anything, we would not be the society, the world that we are today. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, we know the Tesla story. The Tesla story is that a lot of his ideas were ripped off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think especially around that time, in that early development, whenever there were still patent laws that were being developed, rivalries, hush money. Wait a second. 
kind of sounds like today. I was going to say, wow, it sounds like the news of the weekend. <laughs> All right, but yeah. you said there's a new film coming out. Oh, yeah. So there is a new film coming out uh, the end of November. And uh, the name of it... The name of it escapes me, but it is about that rivalry, which has been mined before between Thomas Edison, George Westinghouse, which is Pittsburgh Roots, and Nikola Tesla. Look forward to that as well. Uh, let me see. Here they are. Here are the big contenders. The, uh, the film is called uh, – excuse me while I peruse here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. I look forward to that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That looks terrific. Yeah, terrific. I can't wait. Actually, I don't know how George Westinghouse figures into that story at oh, all. Oh, you don't? No. Well, yeah. Well, so Westinghouse himself was in the same vein as Edison or Tesla. He himself was a, a, an inventor. Now, there's um, AC. You've heard of AC, yes. DC currents. Right. So uh, Edison essentially bet the farm with his investors' monies on the DC current. But it proved to be um, uh, it couldn't travel a, a greater distance from the generator point of view, and it was also a lot more dangerous. So there was this rivalry between the two, which, of course, when you think about you're going to light the entire country, perhaps light the entire world, and all the money that's at stake from that, gigantic amount of pressure to do it right. At one point later in the game, right before sort of things were coalescing, this combination of rival between George Westinghouse and Thomas Edison meets the meta zenith, so much so that they had public displays of the danger of AC versus DC. And in the end, George Westinghouse won out, the patent won out because of the safety concerns. Uh, Edison, in one of his rare retreats, sort of bowed his defeat and said, okay, I'll switch over from the DC current to AC current, and I'm going to use my wherewithal, all of my network to make this work. And when's the film coming out? At uh, the end of November. Really? Mm-hmm. Starring big names? Uh, I'm sorry. Hmm. My, Which means it's not starring big names? No, I'm sure it's big okay, names. Okay, we're sure it's big names. <laughs> Forgive me. That. All right, we have a terrific show coming up today. Um, in a little bit, we're going to talk about a regular-sized Snicker bar, nutrition-wise, versus a Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. The answer yeah. might surprise you. Okay, yeah. In the 5 o'clock hour, James K.A. Smith from Calvin College is going to be with us to talk about his brand new work, On the Road with St. Augustine. We'll also be talking about the Emmett Till Memorial, which has been shot up, but now is going to be bulletproof. Uh, we'll talk about the results of um, a life that's impacted by abortion. And coming up next, 10 things, John. The woman married to your pastor wants you to know. Is it the pastor's wife? Sounds like a letter. Written from her to you. All right. So we'll find out. We'll dig deeper into the life of the pastor's wife. That's next here on The Ride Home. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today, and it's confusing. Fortunately, I know someone who's been on the forefront of health insurance for years, and that's Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help to determine which plan is right for you. They help you to choose the best one for your needs, and then they do it prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Do you have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. And because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousands of dollars a year for you. So call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 or on the web, marleyfg.com. 
101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Adrian Rogers on being free from financial oppression. God wants his people to be out of bondage. I'm not saying, friend, that you're going to have diamonds dripping from your fingers. If God gives you that, I rejoice with you. And I'll tell you, if it takes those things to make you happy, there's something wrong with you. Find God's way to health, wealth, and wisdom with Adrian Rogers this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Somewhere today, at a Christian school near you, a teacher arrived at work. Not because of a paycheck, but a calling, a divine privilege to invest their skills, their time, their academic training, their entire life to equip young minds for success in this world and beyond. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net. Education for mind and soul. pittsburghchristianschools.net. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Not that I will ever be, but I really can't imagine what it would be like to be a pastor's wife. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to be. No, I mean, so, you know, a lot of pastors, they get hired, and then the family, of course, comes along with the pastor. Now, I've belonged to churches where the pastor's wife was... You know, almost like co-pastoring, like sort of right. It almost seems like a two-for-one deal, right? That they're in lockstep, pastor and pastor's wife. You know, she's you get one, you get the other. Big ministries for for whatever, a lot going on. And I've also belonged to churches where the pastor's wife, God bless her, has been essentially non-existent. She maybe it's Sunday worship, but she doesn't have that traditional role of you know doing ministry X Y Z. Right, and then you think. So where'd we get the traditional role from? It's not like there's some biblical imperative for what pastor's wives are supposed to do or act like. Right. I mean, other than the fact that they're supposed to follow Jesus, but as far as like living a particular role, that's just a societal thing that we've done. Right. Okay, so then how does this work? Sherry Thomas is with us. Sherry is the executive director of, what do you think? I want to say it's Paracaleo, but that's a guess. All right. Sherry, uh, welcome to the show. Is it Paracaleo? Thank you. It is Pericaleo. Oh, very thank nice. goodness, Excellent. Sherry. Okay, let's go on to say Sherry's got an educational background in theology, education, and international church planning. She founded Pericaleo in 05, and she and her husband, John, have partnered together in church planning in the U.S. and abroad for 34 years. Sherry, we're glad you're here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Our pleasure. Okay, so uh, at the Gospel Coalition, adapted from uh, your own piece, 10 Things the Woman Married Your Pastor Wants You to Know. And I'm I'm sure, Sherry, that whenever pastors' wives get together, the list probably is a lot more than 10. (laughs) 
You are right about that. Uh, there's probably a lot of things that we might not feel comfortable sharing with the rest of the church. Right. Now, John said as we were starting out that there are certain women who um, who are married to pastors and fill a more traditional role and other women who don't. How do you feel about that? Do you, how do you feel about the idea of the traditional pastor's wife model? Well, I think it's kind of tricky because uh, when when a woman is marrying, she's marrying this man, not his his uh, job or his career. And so a lot of times we have, for some reason, assumed that, well, the woman in the traditional, serving in the traditional way has, uh, you know, she's high has a higher calling or she's doing it right rather than going, maybe she has a completely different calling mm-hmm. than what her husband has. But then there, I'm sure there are people that you have known over the years. I'm sure you've known so many people like this that say, well, I mean, the only calling you can have is that you're supposed to help your husband. According to what? <laughs> you know, like, where do they get that from Scripture? Yeah. And I think a lot of it's been, I, like I heard you when I first came on saying a lot of that is cultural, and it actually is. We've, we've brought so much into our culture of saying, and then people have affirmed it, so it leaves women in a really awkward position um, when they're, you know, I know many wives who are like, some are doctors, some you know, are lawyers, and they're going, I totally support what my husband does, but I have a really heavy load in my own job. I can't do all of those extra um, types of things that many women have done over the years. I see. Okay, so then, Sherry, you and your husband living in New York City, you're part of Redeemer, um, and, and I'm sure what happens in New York City is in many ways the same as what happens in small-town USA, right? The cultural call, but is there a difference in a big city ministry as opposed to the small ministry where you felt called? Well, there is a there's a big difference in ministries in large cities all over the globe. They probably have more in common than you would having maybe from a ministry in a smaller town. Actually, there is probably much more acceptance of the non-traditional role mm-hmm. in a large city, but you also have pressures in different ways that a lot of people don't have maybe in a in a smaller city. Mm, okay. Sherry, you've listed 10 things here that you wish people would know about the wife of your pastor. And um, so let me just bring up a couple of them. The first one is that she shares her husband with the whole church. Talk about that. Well, the thing is, is especially in a a smaller church setting, uh, he's on call 24-7. So there's usually not somebody else to handle a lot of the emergencies that come up. So... Basically, you know, I mean, it can be anything from, you know, death, a death, anything like that, suicides, jail calls. I mean, those are really common, and usually it's left to the pastor to handle those. I see. So people talk about the 40-hour work week. Of course, that doesn't exist for the pastor, and then by association, the pastor's wife and family. Well, exactly, because then she's on call in in some ways, uh, filling in for, wait, he had to step out for an emergency. Emergencies are very common. I see. So she's filling in for either for the family, but also helping in those areas, too. And I'm just going to use death as an example, because it, it affects that whole church community. Um, usually everybody comes together around around the person who's died, and 
but that's that's not just one time event. So it's happened often. I see. So Sherry Thomas is with us. She wrote a piece of the Gospel Coalition, 10 Things a Woman Married to Your Pastor Wants You to Know. Sherry, I, I found this shocking. You, uh, you were t- sitting around the table with uh, other women from your ministry, Pericaleo, and you were talking about financial hardships. And you said, how many people here, how many women here, wives, have had financial hardships in their families, so much so that you were on food stamps at one time or another. And you said that more than half the group raised their hand. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. I shouldn't be laughing about it, but it's just that we—it's—it's it, it's not a surprise, put it that way. Um, we there's a lot of small churches that really cannot support uh, a, a pastor's family, and even though the spouse can, will work, it's just not enough sometimes to to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Talk about expectations. We know that the church has certain expectations. A lot of them, you know, depending on the church, are written out for the pastor. But what about the expectations that get extended by connection to the wife? Well, this is, it's almost, I mean, it's silly. It can get so, so crazy about the types of expectations. This depends on the on the culture of where they're serving. Um, it depends even on the history of the church. So, you know, there, there's the typical expectations that she's involved in everything or, you know, that she's, if there's a choir, that she sings in the choir, that she um, is teaching, uh, you know, children's ministry or women's ministry. Um, and so for like, I think of you taking maybe a more um, introverted woman or somebody who has none of those abilities or gifts and to have those kinds of expectations, and those are just the easy ones, um, but to have those types of expectations, or even to be at every social event that your husband's at, every wedding, every uh, those types of things, after a while, just can become exhausting. Mm-hmm. What about friendships in the church for the wife of the pastor? I mean, that's I hadn't really thought about that in particular until you brought it up um, in your article. <laughs> but I thought, wow, that all of a sudden, like the the friendships are have a whole extra layer to them from the get go. You mean we can have friendships in the church? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm hoping you can, but after the article, I'm starting to doubt it. Well, no, no, you can. And this is one of the things we do a lot of training at Pericaleo, but it's uh, on these types of things. It, it has to be with people who are wise enough to go, there's topics that we can't talk about. And to also realize that she, she probably can't do all of the things that you might do with a best friend in the sense that she doesn't have the time. So it needs to be women who are really wise in saying, hey, I give you a lot of space and grace, and I'm not going to ask you, you know, I know something's going on, I can tell by your face or by the tension I can see between the two of you, I'm not going to ask about it, because you would tell me if you were able to. I see. So in that same vein, as there are friendships, you're also, I'm sure, a little leery of friendships that someone will do you harm. Talk about the idea of gossip in the church. Well, that's so big, and um, it, it, it could be uh, sometimes it's just something somebody around you hears about you, they start talking about it, but so often it's things that people don't maybe support, they don't agree with, so there begins that whole gossip chain, and that can be really devastating, especially to a couple who's been like, we're giving our life to serve this church, I mean, we want to do it, it is a beautiful calling. But that sometimes can just take the heart out of everything when you're hearing gossip. What about when you're... 
I mean, I'm laughing saying it because there's obviously no good answer for this. But what happens when you are having problems with your husband? I mean, clearly you can't talk to anybody in the church about that. Well, exactly. And that is one of the reasons we started Paracoleo. Um, I mean, I personally was going, how come, you know, people think I'm being so vulnerable well, just because other pastors' wives maybe didn't talk as openly as I did, <laughs> or as my husband and I did. And, you know, yeah, like, like I, I remember going to counseling, and, one, and this, she became a great friend as counselor, but she was like saying, you know, she said, we get a lot of pastors' wives because they're just looking for a friend. They have no one to talk to, <laughs> and there's nobody who can be safe. And you just think, I mean, marriage is hard for anyone, right. but if you have to have to not talk about your marriage, um, that makes it you know hard. And then it's you kind of have to learn how you can be vulnerable without um, slamming your husband, <laughs> you know, with, yeah. without. But when you're trying to work through those problems, you need somebody where you can be totally open. Yeah, and I'm sure. Okay, so you've got Paracaleo, which is excellent, right? I mean, but there is that community that you've created for yourself. But boy, I mean, for many women, there is no shelter in the storm from that. And especially whether it's marriage troubles or you talk about this in 10 Things the Women Married to Your Pastor Wants You to Know. What about, you know, people who are taking pot shots at the pastor? And of course, in today's social media, right, you're, you're reading about your pastor or your husband on Facebook or Twitter or email. Right. I mean, that must never go away. You talk about being on call 24-7. Well, criticism open is open 24-7 as well. Well, it is. And a lot of times I'll encourage um, women to go, you know, don't either use a different name or something different. Don't get on Facebook where, yeah. where you can read that. That's just not going to help you. You don't need to hear that kind of stuff, because then her tendency is going to be to try to encourage her husband to do things so that people won't talk badly about him hmm. or won't criticize. Mm-hmm. And then that just makes the marriage, that, that whole cycle, um, just becomes insane. So we really encourage women to become a part of what we have offering our virtual groups. So there'll be like six women with a leader in a group so that she can help them process those types of things. Well, Sherry, we really appreciate this article and this conversation. I mean, it's one of those things that for those of us who are regular churchgoers is right in front of us every week. But I don't think a, a thing that we really think about. Yeah. Right. Right. And there are ways that can ways to encourage women without having to be her best friend, because that's probably not the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to let her pick her own friends. But, you know, just one of the things we encourage people to come up with practical ways that can serve her depending on her season of life. I see. You know, like if she's knee deep in toddler zone, you know, gift certificates, DoorDash or, or Grubhub, all of those things can be super helpful. Sherry Thomas with us, 10 Things Women Married to Your Pastor Want You to Know. Sherry, uh, you and your husband, John, uh, living in New York City, part of a Redeemer uh, Redeemer City Church. Take a second and talk about that, because, you know, when you think about New York City, you don't necessarily think about it as a hotbed of, you know, of active Christianity, but Redeemer's proven otherwise. There are a lot of Christians who are doing deep work and powerful intellectual work as well. Oh, it, it, it is true, and it's an excellent, I mean, it's a great place to live, it's a great place to minister. Um, what areas do you want me to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I just, you know, I'm always curious about the church in the city, right? I mean, people think that Christianity essentially is dead in the major cities, but you've proven otherwise. 
Well, uh, what I've seen, um, like Tim Keller with his ministry, what I've seen them do is be, is they're bringing, they're talking about the gospel and how it is impacting cities in the way of how can you bless your city? How can your city prosper because of the gospel? And I have actually found people much more open to talking about, I would maybe won't use the term Christianity or evangelicalism when I first start conversations, but people want to talk about deeper aspects of their lives, about spirituality. So it's actually, I have found it much easier living in the city than I than I have in other places. Really? Hmm. Interesting. No, oh, that's fabulous. Well, Sherry, thanks again for being with us. Okay, thank you. Ten things the that's woman really married good. your pastor you wants you to know. never think about it. Now I feel badly I hadn't thought about it. Well, you can take your pastor's wife out to lunch that's to make idea. up for that. It's a good idea. Take a break, come back. we got lots more heads. Stick around. We're just getting underway. The Monday edition of The Ride Home here on Word FM. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats, and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair dinkum. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with Plug In Pest Free. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Tour any of their three North Hills campuses during admissions week now through Friday and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. 
train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net After a nice evening, it'll turn cloudy tonight. Rain will start toward daybreak. It will be 57. It'll be wet for much of tomorrow. Rain at times through the morning and early afternoon. Lingering clouds late in the day with a high 62. Partly cloudy and chillier tomorrow night with a low 44. Then Wednesday will be sunny, breezy, and cooler with a high close to 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. This year, Starbucks brought out the pumpkin spice latte, your might be your favorite fall treat, on August 27th. Really? Now, that, there's no reason for that. No, that just goes to show you the power of the pumpkin spice latte thing. That's sick. Which I don't really care about. Do you, no. Do you, do you like anything no. pumpkin spice latte? No. I mean, it's not that I don't like it. I just have never tried it. Oh. Oh. I'm afraid to like it. Why? Well, because... You might fall into a hole and go... Y- yeah. Oh. Because I've read further on the pumpkin spice latte today. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's, yeah, yeah. My fear is well-founded. Everything is pumpkin spice latte. Listen to me when I tell you this. The pumpkin slice or the pumpkin spice latte has a sugar content that is really high. I had no idea. Okay. Why? Re- really, really high. I thought this was like Whole Foods-ish. No, no, no. Okay. So a grande which is uh, 16 ounces, mm-hmm. is, it contains 50 grams of sugar. Now, 50 grams of sugar, according to the FDA, mm-hmm. is the maximum amount that you should be eating in a day. Per day. Per day, right? <laughs> 50 grams of sugar. How many okay. teaspoons is that, I wonder? I, that's a good question. Yeah, I wonder. I'd have to look into that. Thank you for asking me the question I don't know the answer to. <laughs> Sorry, just but me wandering. I have done a uh, further investigation, John, yeah. on some other things mm-hmm. and what their sugar content is, oh. just so we could have an either-or. Okay. Because for anyone who's tried to lose weight or to be judicious about sugar, mm-hmm. you, have, you realize that you have to do a lot of comparison where you have to say okay well i'm not going to have that but instead i might have that Mm -hmm. okay so just keep 50 in your mind so the pumpkin spice latte grande exactly 50 grams 50 grams of Mm -hmm. sugar okay okay a snickers bar yeah 20 whoa like a regular size snicker bar 20 so more than double i could have two and a quarter snickers bars can you believe that no holy moly a can of coke Oh. 39. Whoa. And that's always kind of like the high mark where, oh, you're, you're having a can of Coke as far as sugar. I'm telling you that's that. That's the devil's poison. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. And it's the ultimate treat. Who are we kidding? Yeah, it is. A slice of pumpkin pie. Oh, that's really sad. Wait. 25. Two. I could have two slices of pumpkin pie. Yes. Skip the latte. Yes. Give me the pie. Chocolate cake. Mm. 55. Okay. Okay, but if you were going to have, like, think of think about them on the table in front of you. Mm -hmm. You can either have the pumpkin spice latte, no comparison, or you can have the piece of chocolate cake. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Skip that. Kit Kat. Oh, who doesn't like a Kit Kat? Twenty-one grams. Oh my gosh! I can have two plus Kit Kats for the price of that latte. Mounds. Oh. Twenty-four. Nice. Again, there you are. So more. More than double as far as any candy bar, this mm-hmm. pumpkin pumpkin spice latte. Three Twinkies. 
which I know you're thinking, I have never seen a pack of those, but I'm just saying if you ate a whole pack and then half of another pack, you'd still have less sugar than the pumpkin spice latte. Three them. Three Twinkies. (laughs) Wait, or five Krispy Kreme donuts. What? Five donuts? Holy moly. It's amazing. And here's the one. This is the one I just cannot get over. Yep. Three Musketeers. Mm -hmm. Forty. So a Snickers has 20 grams of sugar. A Three Musketeers has 40. Well, there's Three Musketeers, so they get their own grams of sugar per per Musketeer. musketeer. Yeah. Can you believe that? Holy smokes. Anyway. No comparison. So 50 grams is a lot of of sugar that in, surely in is. one and if you were trying to be you know careful careful about what you were eating you would say well of course i'm not gonna have a candy bar mm-hmm. but a lot of people will go and have the pumpkin spice latte because right. they say well it's just a you know it's just a beverage so the pumpkin spice latte i've never seen how they make it it's like so your barista are they shooting like syrup in there that's well, it sugar has, infused it has milk it has pumpkin spice sauce that's which where the sugar that's is that's the killer and it also has brewed espresso whipped cream which isn't good and vanilla syrup Hmm. Both of those things have sugar as right. the top ingredient, the right. pumpkin spice sauce and the vanilla. So if you really do need, feel like you need the pumpkin spice latte, though, no. I have a couple uh, ideas. Okay. One is you could order the smaller version. So there's a tall. Yeah. Okay. And you would get it without whipped cream. I'm all for that. Okay. I'm good with that. I don't like I'm still cream. stuck on the two Wait, pieces of you, pumpkin pie. You could you could save 140 calories and 13 grams of sugar mm-hmm. if you just get the smaller size and get rid of the whipped cream. Yeah, but see, Kath, <laughs> most people are not going to do this. Oh, I'm just... They're just not. Well, I think a lot of people are. No. Okay. Let me finish my segment, right. would you, for crying out loud? You could order the new pumpkin cream cold brew, mm. which only has 31 grams of sugar, which is still a lot. Sure it is. It's still a lot, but it's less than 50. Still a Kit Kat and a half. All right. Or you could just go home and make pumpkin pie yeah. and have a couple pieces and feel really good about yourself. Always because better. Because what is better than the real thing? The real pumpkin the pie. The real thing. Yeah. That's the ultimate pumpkin it's spice. It's so smoky mm-hmm. and it's so rich. With some whipped cream. Spicy. I have to go with the cool bit. Okay, whatever. I mean, still. Anyway, okay, so if you're going to Starbucks, are you getting this? Would no, you get- of course not. Never. I'm not doing the pumpkin spice thing. It's just a little too much for me. Have you never had it? No. I'd rather have the real thing, like you're saying. If I'm doing pumpkin spice, just give me a piece of pumpkin pie. What are you getting when you go there? Uh, I'm getting a, uh, a grande latte with a third shot. Boom. Crushing it. I, am so- I hope I never Boom. hang out with you after there that I go. third shot. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about it. Outer space. 101.5 WORD. In many parts of the world, China, Africa, India, Southeast Asia, people have never heard, have never heard the name of Jesus. Even if they have, many lack the resources to learn about it. Word FM has teamed with the Bible League to send God's Word to the world. $5 will send a Bible now. $100 will send 20 Give now at wordfm.com keyword Bibles or call 1-800-YES-WORD. Summit Church presents She Is Light, the 2019 She Is Conference, October 25th and 26th at the Kowalczyk Convention Center in Indiana, PA. A powerful two-day gathering for women of all ages dedicated to seeing every woman rooted and grounded in who she is in Christ. Join hundreds of other women for uplifting worship and inspirational teaching with special guests Lisa Harper, Havila Cunnington, and more. The She Is Conference 2019. Get tickets now at sheisconference.org. Want to build a meaningful career by guiding Christians to be wise with money, live generously, and change lives? 
As a thriving financial representative, you can blend your values with your entrepreneurial spirit in a rewarding sales career. You'll get ongoing training and coaching and a benefits package that shows Thriven is committed to your success. Financial representative positions are available in the Pittsburgh area. For information, contact Kelly Perry at 724-836-7772. This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies. No government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to be true. Except it is true. One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well. Now that's something worth talking about. Watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com. That's onecardnow.com. Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit onecardnow.com for free information with no obligation. That's onecardnow.com. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Not by design, but just by happenstance, we've had uh, Reverend two pastors' wives with us uh, this hour. Nicole Dreyer is with us. Nicole is married to Greg, who uh, worked, they worked together at Rolling Hills Church in Verona, Pennsylvania. Nicole's written a piece called uh, Peace by Peace, Surrendering All That Is Beautifully Broken. Nicole, welcome to the show. Hello, John and Kathy. Thank you so much for having me with you today. Sure. It's- just a pleasure and blessing to yeah, be here today with you. Yeah, we're happy to have you here, Nicole. As John said in our last segment, we talked to a woman who had written about the difficulties of being the wife of the pastor. She talked about things like, you know, how hard it is to come up with friends in the church. How much of your story do you tell? How do you deal with gossip? How do you deal Mm -hmm. with money issues? I'm sure you're nodding your head like, you know, of course, I recognize all of that. But since you've put a book together yourself, I guess my first question was, how did you decide how much to tell? Well, Kathy, that was um, it was all God. Um, I knew for 16 years, 16 years ago, God called me to write the book. Um, But it wasn't until three years ago I answered that call. I wasn't, I knew 16 years ago I was going through a time of transition in my life. Um, I was a full-time teacher, married um, just two years, and um, I became a stay-at-home mom. So the social person I am, um, I was home, isolated with my newborn. We lived two hours away up in Erie, Pennsylvania. And um, it was a beautiful time. It was a challenging time for me. But God, during that still time, and, and transition can be very hard because there's a lot of change and uncertainty. And my husband was a youth pastor, but he was transitioning out into another job at that time as well. But um, God spoke to me during that time that he wanted me to share my story. And as the years went on, I knew it deep within, and it burned within me. And my husband knew. He knew 
actually, ever since he met me, he said, Nicole, it's going to make me emotional. (laughs) I know you have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And he believed that and he saw that. And I did believe because I knew God wanted me to, but I didn't fully um, have the courage to do it. And and my prayer, my recent prayer, um, three years ago when I answered the call and it was so clear, um, was God give me the courage and God help me in my unbelief. Okay, so what, why did you need courage to write the book? I needed courage because God wanted me to share my testimony. He wanted me to share me before I knew him. Okay. He wanted me to share the things that I struggled with while I knew him, even as a young youth pastor's wife. Okay, so and that's a hard thing to admit because you were in a position where you're, what, you weren't supposed to be struggling with anything? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, something that God... I knew, I've known this, but he really, really showed me, revealed to me was that as Christians, and even for me as a, as a woman of God, it's really important for us to be transparent and mm-hmm. real. And I think a lot of times um, when I think back to bef- before I was a Christian and I, before I knew Jesus, and I would look at Christians and, and think that they were perfect, I know as a Christian that we're not. And um, I... I felt like there were a lot of things that I would share with um, church family and friends, but there were some things um, that I kept hidden deep within me. But I know that when we're real and transparent, people can relate to yeah, that. Yeah, and that's how God can really work. Right. Yes, right? they connect. They 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 want to be open with us when we're open and real with them. Sure. So in Peace by Peace, Surrendering All That Is Beautifully Broken, you essentially roll out your testimony. I do. I do. Um, So what happened was about three years ago, I was in another time of transition. I was a um, part-time preschool teacher, and I loved it. I loved it so much. But I knew that my time would be ending there. I didn't know that it would be so soon. And summertime came, and it was when God said to me, and I knew it was a time where um, I was really pressing into God reading through the Bible, taking notes, meeting with other women, discipling in small groups. We were doing some Priscilla Shire studies, and he spoke to me and said, now, now, Nicole. So, Okay, but did you know what you were going to write about then? Well, this is the crazy thing. I knew it was my story, but I, I would say to my husband even, I don't understand. God, I don't understand. I know you want me to write about my life, but there's so much, and I don't understand. But what happened was each step that I took – All I needed to do was walk in obedience and say, I surrender, and then I'm going to take this next step, and then God reveal it to me, and he revealed it to me, and it was amazing. It was was like something I, I, I can't even put into words, how the Holy Spirit was so present at that right time. I went, I knew, I told Greg at the end of that school year, I need to go away. We have three children. Um, Caleb, Eden, and Eli, and we were, were very you know, busy as most parents are and with the church and everything. And I said, I need to go be with the Lord and I need to know, I need to start this. And he said, sure you do. Of course you do. And, and he, at that point, had you told this story to other people? Had you spoken at events? Had you shared this with friends? So my, my story, um, I've shared with friends. I have. And, and mostly throughout my journey, um, I would share on a 
just one-on-one, maybe small group, if we were at the right place at the right time. Um, My husband was a youth leader for years, so if I was mentoring girls or there was a situation, I would share. And there's so much more than even what led me to Christ. I have dealt with years with anxiety, perfectionism, people-pleasing, so many things, control issues, uh, surrendering issues. That's why, you know, the subtitle was surrendering all that's beautifully broken. And so God revealed to me how we, we are all broken. He gave me, I'm a very visual person. So he gave me this, um, I had this image of a heart, a broken heart and how even though as Christians or non-Christians, we're broken, we're human beings, we're sinful and all these pieces of our life that um, we need to surrender and give to God, and he gives us his peace when we're willing to surrender and give it over to him instead of carrying that burden with us. We're talking to Nicole Dreyer, the book Piece by Piece, Surrendering All That Is Beautifully Broken. Nicole, how long has the book been out? It um, released on April 27th of this year, 2019. And talk about the response. Are people surprised when they read your story? Did they say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that this was part of your journey? So what I I would have to say, and I'm I'm so excited because um, knowing that I'm not a trained writer, you know, I went to school for a teacher and I would think of myself, I'm just a mom, I'm just a pastor's wife, you know, I'm a teacher, I just do every everyday household things. I'm not a writer. So God gave me the words to write this book, and people have responded um, in so many different ways. Um, I've had people come up to me in tears, and they say, um, you know, just that they can relate and that they understand. I had somebody tell me, I can't remember what page number, but she said, I'm page, you know, 67. That's me That's on that me. page. Yeah. And... Um, But what happens is what's really crazy to me is I'm a substitute teacher right now in in the in one elementary school and my children my the school district where my children go and last year I'm in this school and my book releases and over half the staff bought my book and so I had I needed the courage to go in and face my coworkers because when they said, Oh, I'm so excited I bought your book, I would just say, I have to tell you, it's raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's there's stuff in there you don't know about me. Like you know me as Nicole, you know, happy Nicole. And you know, I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with not not wanting to live because my sins before Christ weighed so heavily on me that I had no hope. And I I know that God wanted this message to come out to give people hope. When they're in the darkest place possible, there is hope, and Jesus is that hope, and he is the light in the darkness. He pulled me out of the slimy pit of despair, and he can do that for you, too. And just all of these different things, um, as a pastor's wife, as a young adult Christian, I share about um, control issues and an eating disorder um, that I dealt with. And then, um, you know, of all the insecurities going through junior high and high school, which led me not knowing Jesus in my heart, knowing him in my head, I wanted to please man, please the world sure. more than God. And I started making very poor decisions that led to my own self-destruction. When we hear from the pastor's wife, we tend to think, oh, well, she's the pastor's wife. Um, clearly, she has it all together. That's always not the case, is it? No, no. We're we're human. Right. We're real people that 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 mess up all the time. And you each have your own story. 
Yes. Yes. We're each unique. And I do have to say, you shared something earlier, and I really do feel like I have to say this. Um, The pastors, being the pastor's wife at Rolling Hills Church, I have some of the the best friends. Hmm. I am so thankful and grateful for genuine women who stand by my side Hmm. and love me. Yeah, I'm sure that there are a lot of pastors' wives who don't have that same experience. So that's wonderful for you. I praise God for my sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the book is Piece by Piece, Surrendering All That Is Beautifully Broken, and the author is Nicole Dreyer. Nicole, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having mm-hmm. me. It's our pleasure. Hey, you can find out, Nicole, uh, more, Rolling Hills Church in Verona, PA, Nicole Dreyer. Do you enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibilities Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in-home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer-paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. Visit Accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer. Exxon and Mobile present How to Be Supremium. First, fill your tank with Exxon and Mobile's Supremium Fuel. New Synergy Supreme Plus. It keeps your engine two times cleaner for better gas mileage. Then get the rest of your car two times cleaner. My horn is so clean it squeaks. Sorry about that. So clean your engine with new Exxon and Mobile Synergy Supreme Plus. It's supreme. It's premium. It's supremium. Fill up today or go to exxon.com for details. Synergy Supreme Plus gas compared to Synergy regular gas and poor fuel injected engines. Benefits based on continuous use and may vary. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. 
Have you ever heard the term cyberchondriac? Uh, I have not. <laughs> like hypochondriac? Not something like that. These are people who go online, Google their physical symptoms. Oh, okay. Say no more. Right. So like WebMD. Right. And then decide what it is that they have. Right. So there's right. a lot of people who do this, right? Right. So in the old days, you just kind of were, you know, going through uh, Newsweek or, you know. Some, Reader's Digest. Right. And you go, oh. Those are the symptoms I'm experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But now because of the all the access – and of course, we were watching TV. Every other commercial was for – I can't stand – Medusal I know, or right. Vinoxino what? or, I mean, some genope. Everything is like, oh my gosh, really? I had no idea so many people were suffering from these diseases. What are these diseases? And I had no idea that all these drugs that are, are supposed to help you would be so detrimental. <laughs> right. Because for – Fully, more than half the commercials are always about the side effects. I went into a doctor's appointment last week, and uh, plastered on the wall is this large cartoon. Mm. The cartoon is of a man going into a uh, the exam room with the doctor, and the doctor says to him, "Okay, you tell me everything that the internet has said, and then I'll tell you what's really going on." <laughs> are you like this? No, I don't. No, I never do that. You know why? I don't want to know. Because medical school is hard, and it lasts for a long time. And if you're able to get through medical school and your residency and your fellowship, I assume that you know more than I do and more than I'm able to find online. You are the expert. Now, if you know what you have, you already have a diagnosis, and you can go online and look for help oh, sure, groups sure, yeah. or support or whatever, different you know strategy. I'm all in favor of that. But trying to diagnose yourself online is Not a good. horrible, horrible idea. Yeah. Okay. So this article is talking about cyberchondriacs, and it says that four in five American internet users have searched for health-related topics online. Four in five. So a lot of people are looking at health-related stuff online, right? So that makes searching for health information one of the most popular online activities next to email and researching products before buying them. So the most popular things people do with their computers is get their email – Look at products that they might consider buying. And number three, look up health stuff. Self-diagnosing. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. I mean, I, I just, I don't even. Is that I, hair loss or am I bipolar? I'm telling I'm you. I'm not sure. I don't. Okay. Then the article goes on to say, and I'm reading here from Newsweek, that um, that people who come informed to a doctor's appointment can be really helpful. But people who come to a doctor's appointment. Convinced. Or armed. Mm-hmm. Is a bad idea. Armed with the criteria that already I'm, I'm, I've diagnosed myself, doctor, I've got this. Right. Okay? Exactly. I'm good it's to go. just not going to end up well. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, if GPs, if they talk about this now in med school. Listen, right? as, well, I don't know if they talk, I wonder if they talk about you know? it in med school. But when my doctor came in last week and I pointed at the cartoon on the wall, I yeah. said, that cracks me up. And he rolled his eyes and he said, you have no idea. Mm, I'm sure. I mean, it must be hard to compete with, you know, all the stuff that you see online. Right, right, right. Anyway, so do you find yourself, John, when you're online, I don't mean for work, because we obviously spend a lot of time on Twitter, on news sites and blog sites for our work here in the show. But when you're just purely in your personal time, what do you do online? Uh, what do I do online? Um, my my Probably my biggest enjoyment is to... <laughs> And and I'm one of those guys, I don't comment a lot, but I like to be on Twitter. Just to read what people are saying. Yeah. I think people are endlessly fascinating. And the thing about Twitter is you create your own interests. And so I'm interested in 
theology or sports or entertainment. I search those people out who are the experts, so to speak, in that field, Mm -hmm. and then follow that thread. And oftentimes, the main expert and his circle or her circle of friends are even more interesting or entertaining than the main expert. I like the community there. What about you? I like Goodreads. Goodreads? Goodreads like is deep like, reads. It's like a reading oh, 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 community. Oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. I've read this book and yeah. you should too because. Yeah, yeah. So if I decide I'm going to look for a book, I might go on there and see what people I already have a commonality with. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've liked similar books in the past. Right. What are they reading now? And I might decide, oh, well, that sounds kind of good. I might read that. I try not to lose my mind. I'm be- not going to be a cyberchondriac. No, I please can't do, do not. It. Right. No. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRI News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Donald Trump says he still wants to get all U.S. troops out of Syria, but Israel and Jordan have asked him to keep some in Syria. We've been asked by Israel and Jordan to leave a small number of troops is a totally different section of Syria near Jordan and close to Israel. And that's a totally different section. That's a totally different mindset. President Trump says the U.S. fought with the Kurds but does not owe them protection. Nobody ever committed, gee, if you do this, we're going to do that. We're going to stay with you forever. Nobody ever said that. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 57 points to close at 26,827. The Nasdaq rose 73, the S&P 500 up by 20 points, oil down 47 cents. It closed at $53.31 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News. Summit Church presents She Is Light, the 2019 She Is Conference, October 25th and 26th at the Kowalczyk Convention Center in Indiana, PA. A powerful two-day gathering for women of all ages, dedicated to seeing every woman rooted and grounded in who she is in Christ. Join hundreds of other women for uplifting worship and inspirational teaching with special guest Lisa Harper, Havila Cunnington, and more. The She Is Conference 2019. Get tickets now at sheisconference.org. You've all helped build my pillow and the amazing company that it is today now mike lindell the inventor and ceo of my pillow wants to give back to word listeners everywhere you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials now you can get deep discounts on my pillows mattress toppers bed sheets and so much more for example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life.
How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Tour any of their three North Hills campuses during admissions week now through Friday and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? There's a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. At Regenerate Me Pittsburgh, now in Bethel Park, certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. A full recovery without surgery or drugs is possible. Get a complete diagnostic review, plus your first treatment for just $100 for a limited time. See if you qualify. Call 412-851-3811. 412-851-3811. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. After a nice evening, it'll turn cloudy tonight. Rain will start toward daybreak. It will be 57. It'll be wet for much of tomorrow, rain at times through the morning and early afternoon. Lingering clouds late in the day with the high 62. Partly cloudy and chillier tomorrow night with a low 44. Then Wednesday will be sunny, breezy, and cooler with a high close to 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Gorgeous day. Absolutely beautiful. Thanks for coming along for this uh, first day of the week. Hey, Kath, uh, over the weekend, uh, did you go to the movies? I never go to the movies. You never go to the movies? I never do. Ever? I mean... Last time you went to the movies? I saw Spider-Man. Was that three years ago? No, no, no. I just saw the one over the summer. Oh, okay, all right. But that was rare. I don't, I don't even remember the right. when I. Oh, and I saw the Greatest Showman. So I see like a movie a year, whether I need it or not. Okay, but you do stay home and watch movies. I, I don't even watch that many movies. I watch a lot of series. Really? Like TV series more than I watch okay, movies. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I'm the opposite. I'm yeah. watching movies, right? right? Well, I'm excited because the, the fall movie season, even you know right now, is, is unfolding. And I hear there's so many things oh, to look forward to. So I mean, it might things. actually suck me into a theater. I hope so, yeah, because th- there's nothing like the theater experience. You want to sit no, in No, it's you know, better, especially in the nice seats. Yeah, I Seriously, agree. when I went, and, and you're all going to laugh, all of you who go to movies all the time, when I went about a year, I don't know, maybe a year ago to see The Greatest Showman, mm-hmm. and I sat in one of the seats, the reclining seats. Well, that's nice. I thought, what the heck? What am I doing? Is this a thing? Yeah. I fabulous. didn't know it was a thing. It's very nice That's thing. a very nice thing. It is. Okay, so uh, we recently uh, saw Downton Abbey, the movie. And? Now, you watched all of the series. I did, I, and I loved the series. And of course, so, you know, they released the film Downton Abbey. For people like you. Right. The, you know fanatics now here's the weird thing um my uh, my youngest boy who's 19 who would kind of walk through the room when downton abbey was on on pbs i said you want to go to the movies he was like yeah i'll go see that and god bless him and he did he did he sat what? there and watched the whole thing what'd you think i liked it however what it is is just a grander two-hour episode of downton abbey okay so it's nothing particularly different i or- mean no there was no you know sort of shocking revelation or anything like that if you're a fan you will like it even more so because you know the story okay. and now you're going to see it on the big screen does it pick up where it left off pretty much so yeah 
Yeah, the big the big news, and this is not a you know you know spoiler alert. The queen, the king and queen, are coming to Downton Abbey. Um, and so there's um you know some high jinks involved in that. oh very much so yeah so you get to see all your favorite characters come back all right. and there they are on the big screen so highly recommended yeah I also heard you saw Joker I did I, uh, did what, I say that right I, yeah Joker. I heard you saw Joker I did I did see Joker um, and I went again with uh, my wife said no I'm not going to go see that so said son 19 year old boy we went to see I got to be honest. The theater was packed, and it was like it was last Thursday night. It was really packed, which is I, you never go to a full movie theater. Anyway, long story short, uh, as much as you can like something like that, I liked it. Really? Okay. Yeah. What about all the furor? I mean, we we talked to several different segments. Mm-hmm. What the week before last right. about how this is just go, a descent into madness, and this is going to encourage people right. to you know shoot up other places, and we need to put extra police on duty because it's going to be that dark. It's no. I mean, okay. So when I say that I liked it, it's kind of like saying you like a Clockwork Orange. You know what I mean? It's that dark. It is that disturbing. But you know when you watch. The brilliance of Joaquin Phoenix, who is the central Joker in it all, and that descent into madness, which essentially is what it is, it's a really powerful film. I can't recommend it. I don't say go see this film. But, you know, if you are of that comic book franchise, right. even though it's sort of a standalone, there's no sort of, you know, car chases or people swooping through the air. But for people who love Batman, that's something they've always wanted to know. Oh, yeah. What's the backstory behind Joker, the the, the guy? This is something worth seeing. It really is. Now, the weird thing is, it, it is a very dark, dystopian, disturbing film. And I was coming into work this morning and a construction truck one of those big you know pickup trucks drove by on the back window of the cab of the super cab was a image of a clown clowns will never be the same after this film i can't stand clowns now so clearly i would be negatively impacted by this yeah yeah all right. Okay. So, okay. Uh, a big film coming out. I'm looking forward to it. Willem Dafoe. You know the actor. Oh, he is outstanding. Yeah. So a big film opens uh, this weekend called The Lighthouse, which is the story. And I've seen trailers for this, and it looks to me as though the entire film is shot in black and white, which of course is a novelty. But the story is of two men who are working at a lighthouse, stuck together on an island together, and the sort of weirdness and perhaps madness Mm. that circles around that i look forward to that okay harriet a movie about harriet Harriet tubman Tubman, yes is coming to theaters november 1st and it looks to be that is such a terrific story what an amazing person who's going to play her yeah uh, a woman who uh, i do not know uh tony winner cynthia ervio e-r-i-v-o uh she also uh won a tony for uh, something on Broadway, um, Sister Act, and um, it looks to be a fascinating film. I've seen the trailers for that as well. Okay. Har- Harriet. Um, the Irishman, Danny, um, um, sorry, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Martin Scorsese, um, and Al oh, Pacino. Oh, well, I need to go back. Do you mean Cynthia Erivo? Yeah. Is she the one who's playing Harriet Tubman? Yeah. Oh, you know who she is. What was she? Well, she 
She's a singer. She's a I don't da- know her. oh, you I saw that, but I I, I, oh, I don't know her. She's so terrific. So she's going to play Harriet Tubman. Yeah. What? All of a sudden, I'm all excited. Right. Okay. Now go back to Martin Scorsese. Now. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Martin Scorsese. Uh, the film. Here's the weird thing. Wow. The film cost 160 million dollars to make. It's called The Irishman. 160 huh. million dollars. Okay. Gigantic money. And um, I saw a thing with Scorsese. Uh, basically, he said, we went to Netflix and Netflix said, yeah, sure, whatever you want to spend, go for it. So they spent 160 million dollars. The, apparently, the, the big thing is they make Pacino, Pesci, De Niro young guys again. And they tell the story. Oh, it's like Benjamin Button. Kind of in a way. They go way back and then, you know, they age into their natural selves now. These guys Is it all... like an Irish mob film? Like exactly. Peaky Blinders type it's, of thing? It's uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Got the it. story of Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. Looking forward to that. There's a, a car film out called Ford versus Ferrari, which I can't. Oh I, wait, I know the story. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that this is a story about the classic Ferrari, exactly, right? Exactly. Right. Oh, yeah, and the, that yeah. that's a, a series of the most gorgeous cars, one after another. Right. I saw the trailer. Carol Shelby with the Ford, and of course the Ferrari, uh, 1966. It uh, looks like a biopic. And if anyone watches Top Gear or the Grand Tour, it. this is your movie. Right. Uh, the Tom Hanks film. It's a beautiful day in the oh, neighborhood. Right. That's November 22nd. Okay. A bombshell is coming out, which is um, the story of Roger Ailes. Oh. Mm-hmm. I bet he'll get fair treatment. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a hate film. Uh, the f- Let me just predict it. The film Cats. Where do you start with cats? The uh, Tom Ho- Hooper creation looks bombastic and terrifying. A bunch of cats. I think it's I the musical okay. version. Well, so what's so off-putting about the musical is that there's really no story. Taylor Swift in kitten heels. Mm, yeah, yeah. Do you like cats? Uh, not particularly. No. no. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's okay. not my thing. Right. And I love cats, actual cats. So it must be a big bro- a blockbuster because it's a December 20th release, right? Oh, so it's so going to be your right Christmas, film. Christmas Yeah. Speaking of Christmas films, Little Women. Little Women, the films. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not a fan of that book. You're not? I didn't love it. All-star cast, right? Uh, Greta Gerwig adapted the mm. film. So looking forward to that. And something called 1917, um, a look back at um, World War One. What about, um, I'm sorry, I, the war thing jogged this in my What about the new movie on Midway? Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well. I, I actually thought I might want to see that. Why is that? Well, just because I'm, I'm always interested in World okay, War II. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. So this is a good oh, and season. So the, and so there's a film on World War One. you're yeah, saying? Yeah, 1917. Yeah. This wow. is a good season for films. So, so you're saying I need to shift my well, focus. You know, I, I know just, you're always just slightly disappointed in me. Get out there and go, you know, see what's at the movies. That's all. All right. Okay. It's still viable. All right. Sounds good. Hey, we're excited because coming up next, James K.A. Smith will be with us. His brand new book, On the Road with St. Augustine. If you've ever thought you were alone in your struggles, your concerns, and your wanderings, you're not. Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and so you've got some important decisions to make today. Look, Medicare's confusing, and Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know that you have questions, and the good news is they've got the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it altogether? 
Listen, don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but on quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 or online visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. When you hear the word leader, who comes to mind? Someone who's jealous, weak, ordinary? Of course, that's not leadership material. Or is it? The 12 apostles of Jesus had more flaws than people realize. Find out how Christ helped them grow spiritually and how he can do the same for you. Join John MacArthur in The Master's Men on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up, and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn about music's promise for a cure. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net to discover godly teachers and great classmates near you. That's pittsburghchristianschools.net, pittsburghchristianschools.net. Yesterday I was uh, reading the, the book review, you know. You're in the New York Times? <laughs> yeah, and so, and so oftentimes, you know, um, because we read so much, I'll use the, in the New York Times book review as kind of a shortcut. And, you know, it's really well done because things will catch your attention, things I probably would never, ever read and go, wait, wait, wait a second. Sure. So I, I saw this uh, this new memoir. Uh, the, the title is The Long Way Home. And it's the, the story of Cameron Douglas, who is the grandson of Kurt Douglas and the son of Michael Douglas. I mean, that is about as high yeah. Hollywood royalty as you're likely to find, right? I mean, Kirk Douglas, he's an icon. Michael Douglas, not far from the, an icon. Many, many decades in Hollywood. Well, that lineage of Kirk to Michael to son, grandson Cameron sort of ends abruptly because in this, this memoir, Long Way Home, uh, it tells the story of still alive Cameron Douglas who used all this privilege and um, – royalty Position. and money all that yes all those connections and essentially burn his own house down through years and years of brutal drug use so much so that he was arrested and he spent eight years in prison two of those years in solitary oh. confinement and so now out of prison since 2015 he's written a cautionary tale to say 
This is who I was. This hap- This is what happened. And this is who I am now. And I think it sort of molds into our next guest, James Smith, who's written On the Road with St. Augustine, A Real World Spirituality for Restless Hearts, to talk about no matter how much we have, because we live it's in this com- world. Look, that Cameron Douglas story, right? that's not a surprise to anybody. No, because right? if you have all this... That's where that's most likely what you're going to do with it. That's where does the gate come down? That's human nature. Right. That's what it is. So St. Augustine has taken us on this path himself with his book, Confessions, and all of his other writings. And Jamie Smith has spent some time hanging with St. Augustine, and he wants to introduce you to Augustine himself. Jamie, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. Good to talk to you guys again. It's been a while. It sure has been a long time. Look, this is a terrific book. Oh, thank you. I'm excited about it. And I like like the style of it because it sounds like you're trying to introduce him to me. Great. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, the the hope is... um, I, I think there's a lot of people for whom this ancient figure, he might be vaguely a name that they've heard of, but they've never imagined him, imagined him as a possible sort of companion on their journey. And that's, uh, I, he's been that for me. And so I'm, uh, I'm, guess I'm trying to invite people to join us. Nice. Okay, so Jimmy, as we talk about you know, Cameron Douglas and, and your thread through the, uh, your, your Augustine book, you talk essentially, the book is about Augustine, but more it's about what you envision and what you see as the cracks in the secular world, yeah? Yeah, and, and in many ways, I think that's what Augustine himself was doing, is he, the, the reason he wrote his confession wasn't so much to tell his own story, it was to get us to all face our own stories. <laughs> you know, he, he's, he's this sort of catalyst for, for introspection in our case. And I think you're right, this, the, the setup of that Cameron story is interesting that, first of all, human nature is perennial and there's nothing new under the sun and we all look for love in all the wrong places, no matter how much we have. And we, we can idolize anything and everything that Augustine thinks, you know, that that's been an ongoing feature of the human heart. And so what does it look like to sort of take stock of ourselves, dig down deep into ourselves, face maybe some of the ugliness within ourselves, but then to also um, come face to face with the grace of God. So your pronunciation is Augustine. We started with Augustine. Uh, should we follow you? Uh, sorry. <laughs> so there's, there's a debate. There is some debate about this. Let, let's, uh, we, should, yeah, we should talk about it. So I Good. would say a lot of Protestants say Augustine, I think. Uh, I studied, uh, I did my doctorate at Villanova University on the other side of your fair state. There in we used to be together in the Big East before they wrecked it. I'm a pit, yes, yes. I'm, I'm a pit grad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Villanova is actually a Catholic university that is run by the Augustinian order. So there's Augustinian priests like that are in charge. And they all say Augustine. So mm. I learned, I, I thought, oh, maybe I should learn to the Augustine. But I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm ambivalent about it. Okay, at least you're open to both. All right, so I'll go with Augustine yeah. because I feel like uh, the Catholic fathers should know, are going to know more about that than me. Okay, so let's talk. You know, you know who else used to say Augustine? Tell R.C. Sproul. So there's, oh, a, really? there's a good Western Pennsylvania. I think good. when I first heard the phrase Augustine, uh, I think it was R.C. Sproul. Great. So either the Catholic Fathers or the Western Pennsylvania Reformer. <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We're spanning the theological spectrum. 
Let's talk about the ancient African. That's the label that you put on Augustine. Mm. Who was he? When did he live? Um, what's important to know about him? Yeah, this is um, so. So, for listeners who aren't familiar, Augustine lives in the late three hundreds and early four hundreds after Christ. So, a long time ago, he's a very ancient figure. He's not. He's not from the Middle Ages. He's from late antiquity, and he is born and raised in uh, North Africa, which at that time was a province, an outer province of the Roman Empire, and he grew up... It's basically the equivalent of contemporary Algeria. And uh, his confessions, his his famous sort of, in, in some ways, the first memoir in Western literature, his confessions traces his journey from North Africa, because of all of his ambition trying to get to Rome and Milan, where the emperor was based. But then eventually what happens is he returns home to Africa and never leaves again. So so one of the things that's really remarkable, and again, I think a lot of contemporary American Christians might not appreciate this, but that one of the, the giants of Christian theological imagination after Jesus and Paul is an African. And and uh, um, so much of the theological framework that the Reformers, for example, that the Protestant Reformation was also indebted to, uh, goes back to this ancient African, from whom I think, when you read him today, he still feels so contemporary, mm-hmm. um, because he's, he's, in a way, a great psychologist of the human heart. So, Confessions, in many ways, considered sort of the first theological memoir, which, you know, uh, he was a product of the time. He went out like a lot of young men and uh, sowed his wild oats. Had to get away from mom. Right. And then he he confessed, right? He he sort of came clean yeah. and found his way into a, a yeah, life with Jesus. but after a long way. Right. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, Augustine was like, pure frat boy, you know, like, he absolutely was, he was sort of, you know, he went to Penn State, he wanted to be the big business uh, uh, tycoon, he wanted to be successful, and he also sort of is really interested in uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, so to speak, and um, what happens, I think what's most interesting about Augustine's story is not that he does those things. That's uh, that again is a perennial feature. It's actually that he achieves everything he sets out to do, and that in a way it's almost his success that becomes the source of his disappointment. That's when he really has to sort of open himself up and to realize that the things he thought was going to make him happy, the things that he thought would bring him meaning and fullness. All of his achievements, all of his ambition, all of his sort of conquest, they left him empty. They, mm-hmm. they didn't satisfy. There was a, a fundamental lack of satisfaction, and exactly. that's what then becomes the portal for him to be encountered by God. So what will the Augustine quote, Jamie, is, uh, our hearts are restless? Until they rest in you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this is this is why, I mean, sometimes I say... Augustine was kind of a Manhattanite 1,500 yeah, years before right. New York existed. Right. But, but that's just to say, he's like so many of us who have big dreams, high hopes, mm-hmm. all kinds of ambition. We want to accomplish things. We think that will make us happy. And you get to the top of the mountain, and you look around, and you're like, is that all there is? Right. And right. that's where he has to start asking himself, am I, am I looking for love in the wrong places? Right. 
So, Jamie, for for those of us who, you know, incessantly travel or are, you know, type A personalities are looking for always the next thrill or the next challenge Mm. or we have to write the next book or we have to take the next class or there's so much to learn and there's not enough time, whatever. Augustine is is kind of the perfect travel mate, right? Because he's already been down the road that we're halfway through. Yes, exactly. And he knows something about... Um, our restlessness, as John said, he knows. Like our so often, our restlessness is um, a symptom of a certain dissatisfaction and unsettling nature of of what what we've become. And and he honors that. He takes that seriously. It's it's why it's also very telling that this Augustine, who thought the happiness was found in you know conquest, who thought that happiness was found in chasing everything, ultimately came to identify happiness with rest, mm-hmm. with, with no longer having to perform, with being liberated from proving and being able to rest in, as, in fact, as he put it in one sermon, to rest in the Father's lap and to realize I'm not valued because of what I do or what I accomplish. I'm valued because I'm in the Son. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the most current message that we could read. I mean, especially if you know anybody, and I know you know a ton of them, who are between the ages of, what, 15 and 25? I mean, this is the soup they're swimming in, which is that, you know, there's not going to be a job for them, and their grades aren't high enough, and they need to retake their SATs, and they should have taken that eighth AP class. And I mean, it's amazing what we're doing to a particular generation, and and then what we're getting out of it is kids that are strangled with anxiety and depression, and every other mood disorder that nobody ever talked about 10 years ago. Yeah, no, it's so true. And and the way you put it is exactly right. It's the world we made for them. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't their fault. And we, I teach at a university and, and uh, universities across the country are experiencing epidemic proportions of mental health challenges in students, anxiety and depression. And it is, it's because we've created this performance anxiety that uh, starts when they're young. And uh, in, in some ways, I've seen it most intensely in Ivy League institutions. Hmm. And I think that's where the, the word of the gospel, which says you are loved not because of what you do, but because you have been found, you know, that, that to me is just such a timely yep. way mm-hmm. to articulate the gospel in a sense. Yes, the world we live in. We're talking with James Smith. His newest work is called On the Road with St. Augustine, A Real World Spirituality for Restless Hearts. We'll take a break, come back. James Smith will stay with us. We hope that you do as well. This is a fact. Just 41% of first-time college students earn a degree in four years. At Grove City College, the average four-year graduation rate stands at 80%. Wow. I mean, you think about how much college costs now and how much you're putting into those semesters. And when you think about not graduating in four years and adding a semester and another and another and another, I mean, we're already drowning in student loan debt. Imagine what we're doing by not putting our kids in a position where they can be in and out in four years. Exactly. 
So there's something to be said about the intentionality of the administration, the faculty, and the students that they're all on the same page looking to those four years as a complete education and then perhaps into the job market or onto a higher degree. Listen, I'm telling you, as a parent of a student at Grove City, I have seen this in action. I've seen my daughter, after she's had a meeting with her advisor, just mapping out all of her four years. That would happen at the very beginning before she even started, just trying to figure out how best to make use of her time so that when that end of four years comes, everything's covered. Information is key. If you've got questions about your child's future, your own future, we encourage you to look online at Grove City College. That's gcc.edu. Excellence in education for a four-year degree, Grove City College. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. This is Brad Marshall, General Manager of Word FM. If you're a senior or associate pastor, we have a seat for you and your spouse at our annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. Join us October 22nd at the Hilton Garden Inn at South Point and enjoy great food, warm fellowship, and a fantastic message from Unlimited Grace founder Brian Chappell. There's no charge. It's just our way of saying thank you for all you do. Reserve your complimentary tickets now at wordfm.com. After a nice evening, it'll turn cloudy tonight. Rain will start toward daybreak. The will be 57. It'll be wet for much of tomorrow. Rain at times through the morning and early afternoon. Lingering clouds late in the day with a high 62. Partly cloudy and chillier tomorrow night with a low 44. Then Wednesday will be sunny, breezy, and cooler with a high close to 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. James Smith is with us. His brand new work is On the Road with St. Augustine, a real-world spirituality for restless hearts. Listen, I just... I just love this book. I really do. I just, I guess I appreciate someone who is speaking into this desire we have in America today to achieve, to produce, to earn. Um, in particular, I think, to make an impact. That's how I see it mostly in the Christian community, is this, uh, this need to find some way to make an impact, which which what it ends up like validating your existence and if you don't make an impact then there's no validation of your existence i mean jamie that's what i read when i look at this book i think oh my gosh this is a story for me yeah no that's i I, that's right on and i'm i'm so encouraged that you you 
see that in it. I, I think Augustine is always pushing us to ask a question like, what am I looking for when I'm looking for influence, right? Or what, what am I hoping for when I'm hoping to make an impact? And, and what he's always worried about is, it's not the desire to make a difference that's a problem. It's actually the subtle ways that we can sort of idolize even the good of making a difference. Does that make sense? No, it to- oh, yeah. it totally does. And I feel like in particular in a Christian circle, in the Christian subculture yeah. maybe is a better way to put it, that is epidemic. We're striving so much Especially, for that. Especially, I don't know if it's because of Twitter. I don't know if we're looking for more clicks or more follows. It's or everybody wants a platform. I guess, I guess that's what it is. And if we, like I said, if we don't, if we haven't looked at our own work and assessed that it has made an impact, then somehow the road we were on is a total waste. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and and it, at that point, it's like we were over-expecting, or we were expecting the wrong thing. We were chasing that influence, that impact, uh, that reverberation of our presence, because we we wanted something else from it other than to serve God right. in gratitude. Right. And and Augustine, you know, Augustine spent his life as a pastor, as a bishop, and he was he was really attuned to these dynamics. In fact, I wonder if if pastors feel this this tension in an especially weird and and incisive way in the sense that you're called to be this public figure and you're trying to serve God and yet that doesn't mean you're not susceptible to trying to do it for the attention for the praise mm-hmm, for sure. the clicks for the book deal whatever it might be and it's not that the serving is bad it's not even that doing your work well is bad Of course we should want to do that. It's just that our hearts are these idol factories that can so easily twist it into something disordered. Okay, let let me share... I'm sorry, John. I, inter- I got so excited. I'm interrupting John, Jamie. This is what, how bad it is here hey, in the no. studio. Hey, what's going on? I, I have a hunch this happens more than we realize. Listen, don't air our j- dirty laundry, Jamie, before the uh, before all the <laughs> sure. listeners. Okay, I got to bring up this quote, though, because it's exactly what you were talking about. This is early in your book. You write this. The irony is that we experience frustration and disappointment when we try to make the road a home rather than realizing it's leading us home. That's really the heart of what you're saying. Yeah. And and this is, you know, can can we do a little theology? Yeah, I want to. Please, yeah. Okay, because the way Augustine frames this is he thinks a lot of this is about how do we relate to creation itself. And, And the problem isn't the good things of creation. It's when we sort of glom onto them or hang on to them as if they were everything. So so when Augustine says, you know, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in me, what he means is our hearts have this sort of infinite longing and capacity that can only be satisfied by God. And what happens is when, when our, our loves are sort of disordered, now we sort of look to created things as if they could satisfy like the Creator. But you don't you don't have to like hate the world in order to love God. It's like once you love God, then you can receive all of those good created things as the gifts that they are meant to be. Oh, that's good. Okay. He says so. He uses this this journey metaphor, and he says, "Yeah, what well, what happens is when my love gets sort of disordered, and, and I'm tending to idolize the world. It's sort of like I get in this boat." 
because I want to sail to the other shore, which is my true home. But while I'm in the boat, I'm like, oh, this is a really cool boat. I love it. This boat has like a bowling alley and there's a rooftop pool and all these things. And you're like, hey, let's just stay in the boat. And Augustine says, well, you know, you were made for the other shore. though, And that boat is going to start to feel claustrophobic. It might be glitzy and shiny for a while, but it, is, it can't really satisfy you ultimately. And I, I think that's the temptation that we fall into. And so then what about... Non-believers, Jamie. I mean, we're talking about, you know, you're on college campuses. You see this often. So kids in their, you know, late teens, 20s, they leave college. They, you know, ascend to that tech heaven that everybody aspires to. At the same time, now they've got the boat. Now they've got the Porsche. Now they've got, you know, all that, all the trappings. But we all know this world, no matter if it's, you know, 2019 or 1919 or the year 19, is hollow to the core, and people are still hungry, wanting something deeper. And this is where I I think you mentioned this earlier, John, that I, I really do think one of the reasons why I think Augustine is so timely is because I actually think we are reaching a point in this kind of secularized experiment in which people are realizing that materialism is not returning what we hoped for. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. like, I do think we see this evidence of these kinds of cracks in the secular where people are starting to realize that what they thought would be a this-worldly meaning isn't enough. Like, they, they, they have a sense that there's got to be something more. And in that sense, I mean, it might be hard um, to watch... But in some ways, disappointment is sort of the gateway to grace. That's certainly the way it worked in Augustine's own experience, right? Was achieving everything that he had hoped for and then realizing, oh, it just sort of melts in his hand and it's not what he was hoping for. And sometimes I think what's important is that Christians learn how to be alongside our neighbors in the midst of that disappointment, and not necessarily come to them and say, aha, or let me give you the answer, or here's the message, but rather saying, hey, I see you're hungry for something. I would like to introduce you to someone. (laughs) And that ultimately that someone is the, the father who is always there to welcome home prodigals who've tried everything but. And that seems to me at the heart of the gospel. James K.A. Smith, the new work On the Road with St. Augustine, a real-world spirituality for restless hearts. There's more coming up next. One hundred one point five WORD. Ahead on Insight for Living, a study on the attributes of our triune God. Jesus came and he moved into the neighborhood. Be listening when Chuck Swindoll describes the grace and love of our Lord. He didn't remain aloof. He didn't live in a castle. He didn't say to people, stay away, I'm holy. He became one of us. Hear the Bible teaching of Chuck Swindoll, weekdays on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amber and trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonials based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI, U.S. MULO, 52 weeks, 714.19 by UPC and LBO. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton. When I competed in gymnastics, I used to love to talk about my health, my energy, and my will to win gold. But today, I want to talk to you about something I used to keep private my menopause. Between my hot flashes and night sweats and worse, my constant fatigue, 
I felt like a stranger in my own life. Nothing I tried could give me relief until I discovered Amberin. Amberin is clinically shown to relieve 12 menopause symptoms. Amberin is not a drug and is 100% estrogen-free and clinically tested. Thanks to Amber now, my energy is back. And those days of fearing hot flashes and night sweats are gone. I feel like myself again. Amberin works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine stores and see why Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. At Accurate Solutions Group, we're known to consort with pirates, penguins, and even panthers, and of course the Steelers. Maybe fans of Pittsburgh's most beloved sports teams turn to us because they know we're Yinzers too. So whether you're a pirate fan, penguin, panther, or Steelers, or all of the above, give us a call. I'm Kurt Kanodik. Ethan and I will help you get to where you need to be. Retirement is what we do, independent is what we are, and fiduciary is how we practice. Retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. A retirement blueprint from Accurate Solutions Group. It's customized and personalized to your unique situation. Call 412-515-3555. It's never too late and it's never too early. 412-515-3555. Or visit ASGRetire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. James K.A. Smith is with us. His brand new work is called On the Road with St. Augustine, a real world spirituality for restless hearts. Jamie, I want to give you an opportunity to talk um, about the importance of Augustine's story for people who have yet to believe. You know, confessions. It sounds like, oh, this is a book for Christians. This is a book, you know, for people who are very holy and upright, and we can all understand the, you know, beauty of it, whatever. But that's really not what the story is for every human, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I think one of the things that's so compelling about Augustine is um, he wasn't a goody two shoes. <laughs> you know, like he's this is this is a, a guy who basically has lived and tried almost everything that our culture tries to find happiness in. And so he's 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 the kind of person who's been there, done that, tried it, mm-hmm. was was lived through the pain of it and then kind of came to the end of himself and found God there confronting him. And and, and in many ways, you know, he's he wasn't looking for it, he was found. And uh I, I think that's what makes him sort of a compelling companion for many people. I think there's a lot of our friends and neighbors who are are realizing, gosh, there's got to be something more to it than this. And I, so I think there's a lot of openness and kind of, I think it's why the language of quest and journey and pilgrimage is sort of in the air as a broadly spiritual thing. And I, I'm suggesting that Augustine's a really good companion mm-hmm. because he's He's, he's been there, but he's also really vulnerable and authentic in how he sort of puts himself out there so that 
he's not sitting there judging you. Uh, he's more like, hey, man, I've been there. I've tried that. Nice. And, Jimmy, early on in the conversation, you know, you mentioned Augustine living in the late years of 300, early 400. I mean, that's so far away. And I think, well, what would I possibly have in, you know, in common with someone from an ancient time? I've got a heck of a lot more in common, I think, with him than most people around me in many ways. Yeah, it's true. He also, I mean... It is very intriguing when you start looking at parallels, too. I mean, he lives in a very fraught political environment. There's so much sort of upended in the world at that time. But but for the most part, it's it's also the dynamic of there's nothing new under the sun. And um, the, it turns out that humans for millennia have been trying to satisfy these hungers in all kinds of the same ways. It's just that we have new technology. Yeah. Well, Jamie, I think this is the perfect book for for someone who's thoughtful, um, who's wondering, who's seeking, uh, whether it's someone who's come to faith or has yet to come to faith. Um, I think it can speak to anybody. I just, I really appreciate how you immersed yourself in his story and uh, you introduced us. So thanks. I, I so appreciate that. I'm really hoping, it might also be, I kind of hope it might be a book somebody reads when they think they're on the way out of faith and say, hey, consider this guy and see if he isn't being intellectually honest with you. Very nice. James K. Smith, thank you, Jamie. On the Road with St. Augustine, a real-world spirituality for restless hearts. Kath and I say yes. Big thumbs up for On the Road with St. Augustine. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? There's a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. At Regenerate Me Pittsburgh, now in Bethel Park, certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. A full recovery without surgery or drugs is possible. Get a complete diagnostic review, plus your first treatment for just $100 for a limited time. See if you qualify. Call 412-851-3811. 412-851. Do you enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibilities Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in-home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer-paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. Visit Accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer. What if your next career could help you change lives? It can. As a thriving financial representative, this is more than a sales career. It's an opportunity to help people connect their faith and finances for good. Positions are available in the Pittsburgh area. Thrivent provides ongoing coaching and training and a benefits package you'd expect from a Fortune 500 financial services organization. For more information, please call Kelly Perry at 724-836-7772. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. 
You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net On Friday, the city of Pittsburgh was held accountable for their really foolish practices that have been going on on the sidewalks outside of abortion clinics since 2005. A Bruni versus the city of Pittsburgh came down, and thanks to the many excellent folks at Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, there is a, um, a win for us in the pro-life community. Here to join us to talk about this from Alliance Defending Freedom is Kevin Terrio, who is the attorney that argued Bruni before the court. Kevin, congratulations, and thanks for being with us. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's a privilege to be on. So, Kevin, let's talk about this ordinance first. I'm sure many people listening in the Pittsburgh area aren't familiar with it. So this is an ordinance that was passed uh, back in 05, and it said what? It said it banned all speech in front of uh, abortion facilities primarily is what it did for a area of about 30 feet wide. But it wasn't in particular to abortion facilities. It was what, all therapeutic institutions, doctor's offices, etc.? Well, they worded it broadly so that it could apply to a dentist office. Um, but in order for it to be effective, they had to draw a line um, that demarcated the um, the uh, speech-free zone, and they only drew lines in front of abortion facilities. I see. So Nikki Bruni, who is a Pittsburgh resident, she uh, is the head of an organization, 40 Days for Life. She and her friends and other people in the pro-life movement here in western Pennsylvania regularly showed up outside of abortion clinics. And they weren't screaming, they weren't yelling, they weren't acting the fool. They were just speaking to people gently in regular street conversational tones about their decision to move forward into the abortion clinics. And there was the rub that caused the lawsuit to go into effect, right? That's right. And uh, they were engaging in peaceful sidewalk counseling, making sure women understood that uh, that if they had an unplanned pregnancy, um, they could make an informed choice and they had hope they didn't have to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. So you filed this lawsuit uh, with the Alliance Defending Freedom back in 2014. Talk about that process. Well, it's a, it's a pretty long and arduous process, obviously. It's been five years. And we actually challenged another part of the ordinance back when it was initially enacted in 2005. So this has been a long process. And the good news is we, um, because of the generous support of many folks, um, we were able to provide all those services for free, and we've got a great result for the client. Which is terrific. So the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit has just ruled. That's what we're talking about. The ruling was Friday. And it said, Kevin, that Pittsburgh's censorship zones ordinance can't be used to muzzle the free speech of pro-life sidewalk counselors. So did the court strike down the ordinance entirely? It did not. Um, what the court did was it, 
read the ordinance to say that, look, um, you can apply it to types of speech, but when you uh, when you uh, go after one-on-one conversations um, like my clients are engaged in, um, that that's unconstitutional. Because what the city was doing was saying, look, you could talk about uh, how the Steelers did last week, but you can't talk about um, options instead of abortion. Right. So the the thrust of the ruling is that the government can't censor peaceful pro-life conversation on public sidewalks. Am I right about that? That's exactly right. Yep. So, so, Kevin, this is a, a, a ruling that was in a pro-life position favor, but before that, it had gone a, against that position. Is this common for us to, you know, someone, uh, one court rules one way, that it's kicked down the road, there's another ruling, um, back and forth, back and forth multiple times. What about the sanctity of this ruling? Is this the final word, or will there be more challenges? Well, it's not, it's not necessarily the final word. The city could appeal it, and they very well may. And in fact, there's a similar case pending before the Supreme Court right now because um, the, the Supreme Court's been very clear that you can't censor speech um, because of what it says, but there are some old rulings that kind of muddy the waters a little bit. And, uh, and so um, the one thing that is clear is our clients who are engaged in peaceful one-on-one conversations are allowed to speak and the city of Pittsburgh can no longer censor them. Mm. All right. Well, Kevin Terrio, thank you so much. Before you leave us, tell us a little bit about the Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, we are a nonprofit legal organization that, that uh, defends the right to hear and speak the truth. You can go to ChristianOutlook.com if you're interested in learning more about what we do and, and give it to us. Very nice. Kevin, thanks an awful lot. I mean, uh, that ruling here for the city of Pittsburgh is a, a big thing for us. So it's the right thing. It is the right thing. Just common sense. Bruni versus the city of Pittsburgh. And uh, Kevin Tirio, who joined us from Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, ChristianOutlook.com is the place to go to find out more about ADF. Look, wherever we see the freedom of speech being censored, we need to speak up. Without a doubt. Whether it's people we agree with or people we don't agree with, we have to be consistent and say, look, we have to advocate for, for this because this is one of the things that is the foundation of our country. Well, it's a slippery slope because, you know, I mean, you, you look at where we are in the city of Pittsburgh and, and, you know, whether it's the city of Pittsburgh or, you know, Santa Barbara or Houston or New York City, people are not friendly to other folks who have a pro-life position standing out and expressing their right. concerns right. and their deeply held Christian beliefs right. about a pro-life position. Well, listen, but that's not all. I mean, I think people are uncomfortable with people being on the street about anything, right? right? And so we just have to recognize that we have the right to protest. Peacefully. Peacefully. We with, have to do Exactly. With, with kindness. With respect and kindness. But we have the right to do it. So whether it's someone, if you're anti-abortion and you see someone from 40 Days for Life, you might be glad. Right. If you're someone else and you see someone from another perspective, you might not be glad. But I think the thing to keep in mind is even if we don't like the speech, we have to support the right to say it. Amen to That's that. That's how we show ourselves mature enough for a democracy. I agree. Hey, um, over the weekend, uh, let me switch gears here and uh, just talk about this for a second. You know, as, as bad as this season has been for the Pirates, it's good to see some quality baseball with a fan base that is like deeply engaged, right? Aren't you? Don't you? Oh, I yearn for you're it. You're just envious of the people it. who live in Houston. Yeah, you do. Because well, I'll tell you what, we watched that game on Saturday night. 
It was a really great baseball game. It did really Cole is. pitch that? Uh, he did not. Okay. No. Um, that was game six. If they had gone to a game seven, Cole would have stepped in. Okay. But, you know, uh, so uh, Houston was uh, winning the game against the, uh, well, from my perspective, the, the much-hated New York Yankees. They were winning the game. And then at the top of the ninth inning, the Yankees came back and tied the game. But then in the bottom of the ninth inning, Houston came back. That little man. Oh, that's Altuve. Altuve. He's 5'4". And boy, what an incredible Didn't player. Didn't matter. That's one of the cool things about playoff baseball because, you know, our team, obviously, is never in it. So you sort of pick your team mm-hmm. and then you see the personalities that you don't know and follow them along. It's just, it's good. It's baseball at its best. I'm in with the World Series. Oh, yeah, me too. Right, who are you rooting Tomorrow for? Tomorrow night. I'm kind of torn, but oh. I think I'm going for the Nats. Oh, okay. I'm going for the Astros. Are you? Yeah, so we'll see who wins. All right. Because the Nats have not won a World Series. I know, but the Astros have Cole. Yeah, they and do. And I'm sorry. I still like him. JohnandKathyShow.com. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.